Welcome to today's daily audio podcast with Pastor Ken Spicer. We invite you to search the scriptures daily and allow God's love, grace, and favor to be the hallmarks of your life. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. It's Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend, and I hope, really hope you were able to be with us yesterday to hear Baron Gilfillan uh, just talk about uh, the things that are happening in the world and uh, inspired us with his word. Uh, anyway, uh, let me just jump in here. Remember last Friday we talked about Peter and John coming down from Jerusalem to pray for the uh, disciples who were who were just made, the believers there uh, at, not disciples rather, but believers that were, were just converted in Samaria under the, the ministry of Philip. And it says that... Uh, that they came down because the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen upon any of them. Um, And so they came down and prayed for them. And then it says in verse 18, When Simon saw that through the laying on of hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. And that's where we're going to start today. But let me just say this, that something happened to make Simon know that the Holy Spirit had shown up. And it does not say what. And I just want you to log that in your in your mind because I'll bring that up later as we go through this book. But um, and I'll come back to that and I'll remind you of that. But but something happened in a tangible sense that caused him to know something had been transferred um, from the apostles to the believers in Samaria. Let me also point out that this was an important event for the apostles in Jerusalem for the, the the apostles that had been in the upper room in Acts chapter 1, or Acts chapter 2, rather, when the Holy Spirit fell. And here's how we know, because Peter and John, albeit James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, Peter and John were the two highest-ranking apostles, let's say, um, to be there. Um, it, it's important to note that they took of their time, they took of their uh, calendar, if you will, their their schedule. And they traveled to Samaria, a place where they probably weren't that crazy about going because, again, like I told you, there was some racial tension in there. Not just, there wasn't just religious prejudice because the, the Samaritans were half-breed, if you will. They were, they were half-Jew, half-Gentile. But there was also a racial discrimination. They were looked down upon because they were intermixed racially. And, uh, and here we see that, that Philip had already overcome his prejudices, if he ever had any, and I don't know that he did. But then also Peter and John, now we know Peter did at some point, but Peter and John had overcome those things as well to travel there because they knew it was important for people who believed and were saved to now receive the power of the Holy Spirit, not just the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, but the empowering of the Holy Spirit that Jesus pointed out again in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, where he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll be a witness unto me. And again, that doesn't mean you're going to be a pulpit preacher necessarily, but that your life will be a witness for the goodness and the, and the, and the grace and the power of the gospel. And uh, and so we see all these things sort of coming together that points to a subsequent experience. And what I mean by that is a secondary experience after salvation. So once a person is saved, then they are qualified, if you will, to become baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we see that because we saw, number one, 
In Acts chapter 2, the disciples who were born again in the upper room the night Jesus was resurrected in John chapter 20, verse 22, they were born again. Forty days later, Jesus commanded those same believers to wait in the upper room for the promise of the Father. He called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So that's one example of a person being saved first and then baptized in the Spirit. Uh, Secondly, we have believers here that truly are saved according to the classical understanding. They believed what Peter preached. They received Christ. They were even baptized in water, which again, doesn't, it doesn't matter what order that one happens in, uh, but, they, but that proves they were born again. And then the apostles go down and lay hands on them because the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon any of them yet. He was only within them, not upon them. And, uh, and so we see now a second example where believers are saved and then receive this, this uh, experience of being baptized in the Spirit. And by the way, out of the five examples I'll point out as we go through, none of them happen. None of them are ever baptized in the Spirit before they are saved. It never happens, not once. And the Bible says, let everything be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. I spend so much time on this because this is one of those places in the Bible that, number one, is highly controversial because it's misunderstood and mistaught. And number two, because this teaching is what radically changed my life from being a sideline, worried about going to heaven, not sure God loved me Christian, into a minister of the gospel now for uh, almost 16 years full time. So I can only say this, that it is a passion of mine for people to understand this. Not that you have to have this to go to heaven, but I truly believe that you have to understand this uh, this teaching and this this work of the Holy Spirit, let's say, in order to live powerfully and victoriously here on the earth. Jesus did his part, and he provided the Holy Spirit. Remember the verse I told you that meant so much to me in my personal life was John 14, 12, where Jesus said, If you believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because... I go to my Father. So the go to my Father is him alluding to the fact that when he went to the Father, the Holy Spirit would be released into the earth. And we saw that happen in Acts 1. He commanded the disciples to wait. And then uh, he was taken back to heaven. Remember the two angels came up and said, Men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? The same Jesus that was taken away from you today will come again in like manner. So someday he'll come again in the clouds. He was taken up in the clouds. But in the meantime, then, after Jesus left the earth, the Holy Spirit fell in the very next chapter on believers. And then Peter was able to stand up and preach to the very people that crucified Jesus. Then Peter was able to stand up and and in the face of the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees, he and John were able to say, is it better for us to do what you say or to do what God says? And the Bible says in Acts 4, they could tell they'd been with Jesus. So it's important for us to know that when the Holy Spirit comes upon our lives, it radically empowers us to do the works of Jesus, not just go to heaven. And again, you don't need to do that to go to heaven. But I'm telling you, if you're going to go into battle, uh, you're going to want to take every piece of gear you can take that's going to help you be successful because guess what? You want to live to come back to your family. Well, God is sending you out uh, as sheep among wolves, but he's arming you with his own ability, the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's allowing you to take that into, into your world. 
<clears throat> and just look at, you know, when we get there in this in this book of Acts, you'll see Paul the Apostle walks this out in very, uh, very uh, clear distinction because he is, in fact, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so let's just move on here now. I think I've sort of given that enough treatment for this chapter, and we're going to see that now in the next few chapters. And I'll just point these things out and help you gain an understanding. And then I want you to just pray these things out because I want you to know that what God has for you is good and perfect. It's not goofy, weird, or strange. He is the, the God, the Holy Spirit, and He has a, pers- a, a specific function. One of those functions is to um, uh, save you or regenerate you on the inside. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. And also to empower your life. Just the way Jesus ha- has a function of saving as substitution and, and also healing uh, as substitution. So two, two, you know, two functions. And a lot of people believe Jesus is their Savior, but not as many understand Him as their healer. Well, a lot of people understand the Holy Spirit as the one that does regeneration, but not many understand Him as the empowerer that's going to lead you into all truth and to walk you through this earth as your as your helper, as your comforter. So let me just jump in here now in verse number 19. After Simon sees whatever happens here, he says, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You're neither, you, you have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. Um, for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. And Simon answered and said, Pray the, to the Lord for me, and none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. For when they have testified and preached the word of the Lord, they return to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So here we see essentially that they wrap it up with this rebuke of Simon. I don't believe that it means he wasn't necessarily saved. I think he was confused. And then he quickly turns and asks Peter to pray for him. And so I think that this man is sincere. I just think he doesn't know how to get free from his old way of thinking. And a lot of us have been there. And uh, and so at any rate, then they go back to Jerusalem after this episode. And we'll pick it back up here on Tuesday, <clears throat> tomorrow morning in verse 26. So at any rate, thank you for your time today, friends. I pray you have a great week. I know God has great things planned for you. And I'll see you right here tomorrow morning on the podcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We pray you are blessed by God's word. For more information, visit our website at www.newcreationca.org.